Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Right, let's get cracking. Seems like you're moving and I can see you, which is great. Go. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome along to the latest episode of the Die for Three Points podcast. My name is David Prutton, alongside the esteemed Neil Warnock. Neil, it's nearly Christmas, how are we feeling? Very good, yeah. I'm to be fair, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We've had some horrific weather, haven't we, the, with the freeze, you know, you know, minus 10 down here at some stage. But it's nice and uh, at the moment it's lovely. And uh, we're having a you know quiet family one, which is unusual for, you know what it's like at football. Um, in fact, Absolutely. my missus used to be so pleased because if we were away from home, because she, she knew that at Christmas Day afternoon I'd be off <laughs> and she could have a nice quiet <laughs> time. No messing about. So, uh, but not now. I'm afraid I'm here to bugger all day. That now this time. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? As as I as I use this in inverted commas, retired manager. Because as we always say, you never know what's around the corner. It's your first one as a retired manager. I mean, any special plans? Do you do you enter it with any form of expectation or trepidation? Not really. No, I think I, I really enjoyed being with the kids a bit more. I think I think that's probably what you miss. Uh, Amy and William, uh, you know, don't live too far away, and and it's it's been brilliant to uh, catch up with them really. And you know, we've had days out going shopping for Christmas and things like that, which you just don't get that when you're in football. It's it consumes your day, doesn't it? Twenty four hours a day, so just normal little silly things, really. Um, I suppose I'm like a little kid again now. <laughs> Given that your time isn't all consumed now by picking teams, looking after players, wondering what the next game's going to throw up, what's what any routines, any any kind of special rituals that go on in, in your particular house? What gets the Warnocks into the Christmas spirit? Not really. We, we probably have a sing-song. Sharon plays the piano and Amy joins in. Does she? And, uh, I have a triangle. I, I, I will probably get a triangle. The kids, you know, they realise how good a musician I am. 
So, um, <laughs> you know. It's all about we, the timing, we just, isn't it? We'll, we'll probably have a laugh uh, around Christmas Day on that. But it's, uh, no, not really. I, just, I like to, we like to get up and out with the dogs and have a walk mm. if it's nice and crispy. But the forecast is quite wet. So, you know, I'm not sure yeah. what that's going to be like. But uh, as everybody around the country, we'll all be up and about and hopefully get some nice fresh air and, uh, you know, have a good one. Given where you've managed across the country of course does that mean have you got memories of Christmas in in several different places over the course of your career well I I don't know about a lot of managers I've always as a manager Dave I've always given them Christmas day off the lads always yeah Uh, my belief is that if if I trust them and I tell them we've got obviously got a game boxing day um, and I always tell them look I'm going to trust you rather than driving in an hour and then training and showering driving out or sometimes longer than that um, I think it's better if they're relaxed with the family on Christmas day morning and they be careful of what they eat throughout the day I just yeah. think as long I always said to them as long as you go for a walk just have a little walk away um, then I'll see you on Boxing Day and I can't remember losing on Boxing Day, Dave. I, I just cannot. It's always a good day for me, Boxing Day. So now everybody's in it. You know, you've got to be in training. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And he, all mm. the stats and everything. I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that at times like this. I think that that knowledge of that you're at home and you can relax, I think that gets you more, more yeah. ready for the game than actually the traveling in and you might get a knock in, in the training or you might do some hotels. I, I, I've never been one for Christmas day training, which is unusual because I would imagine 95% of the club's managers now will have them in on mm. Christmas day. And that, you mentioned actually training on Christmas day, but, and you'd have experienced this as well with regards, if, you, if you've got a long journey for Boxing Day, more often than not, you are in a, in a, in a hotel on Christmas Day night which I think when you're a younger player you, you kind of it's a strange thing to get used to but by I don't know two three years into it it's just par for the course isn't it which I know people that are around family over the course of Christmas just can't seem to get their head around but it's the very nature of the beast isn't it it is I, I just once again if we're away from home I mm. don't we don't I don't have them in on Christmas Day uh, yeah. until say four o'clock or something like that yeah. in the afternoon we get to the hotel and we only have sandwiches and the snacks. I you know, I don't really want to get to the hotel till eight o'clock, something yeah. like that. So we, we very rarely, you know, we I sort of stable it so that they're not, whereas normally you go to a hotel and you have a big meal and all that. I want them to have the meal at home and then I, I, I let them travel up. We, we, we always travel late and the hotel, wherever we stay in, just put us little snacks on. The real essence of what football is in this country is it really feels kind of enhanced by the festive period we've, we've heard other managers come in and, and kind of point the finger at how busy it is but it's just what we've always known in this country what we've always appreciated in this country and I almost felt as you went into the Christmas period and I'm keen to know what it was from a manager's point of view it's almost that bunker mentality of we've got a lot of games in a very short period of time people are on holiday they want to come to be entertained they want to come and enjoy themselves did you feel that sense of responsibility to make sure that you did your part to make people's Christmas as great as possible yeah I think we, it's, I think it's important the football club is the vocal point of the whole society and I, uh, I, I, I always tried we always had a, uh, whether you had a junior supporters club or something like that we always used to go 
out um, and you know have a Santa Claus etc and do things like yeah. that they have a, have a get together before the game before Christmas because um, and the lads always we, we had fine money and etc but throughout the year <laughs> and we always used to try and spend the fine money on buying you know Christmas presents for children that were having to stay in hospital for over Christmas yeah. and and then you'd get letters from from supporters uh, whose relatives were in hospital so mm. you, you'd try and do something for them there's so many things going off around Christmas and I think the the um, the football club is so important re regarding that because it is like I say it's the focal point and everybody gets together in that area and I, I think we have a responsibility to do that and we, we've always done that really uh, you know I don't, as a player we always went round the children's ward at the local yeah. hospital at Christmas Always, so important. always took boxes, of presents from the club. Whether you know whether it was souvenir from the souvenir shops, whether there were scarves or mugs and things like that, and have your picture taken. Um, yeah. I think it plays a big part in keeping spirits up. And I think I think at Christmas, keeping your spirits up is so important, uh, especially people that aren't as well, um, you know, or have had a bad time. I I thought. I, I, it, that led into what I was going to ask you next because I thought that was such an important part of what we did as <clears throat> footballers in the community and that that privilege of being able to go into to see young kids and, and, and young adults and, and people that were as you say in in alien places over the course of the Christmas period in hospital they'd been in there for a long time they might have been in there for a short time but regardless of what team I was at what level we were playing at it was just the fact if you walked in in that club tracksuit the, the, you know what I mean like you say the, the place lifted face didn't it their yeah. Eyes beamed and yeah. they might not have no idea who you are yeah. but because you are from the football club it's like oh fantastic and it was always a lovely thing to do I thought it was and, and when we used to go to some of the children's wards especially when I was in Sheffield the, the children's hospital was close by when we used to go in there like you say with the tracksuits and what have you you know the, you'd have children in bed you know and the parents had been with them for days weeks some of yeah. them and you could tell the, the happiness that we brought to the ward. You know, these children had, had tubes everywhere and yeah. they couldn't move out of bed. And just to see them smile, I mean, to see a big smile on their faces and, you know what, I'm like, I used to uh, have a laugh with them, etc. And <laughs> And I think you come out of that feeling so much better and you realise how important being a footballer in your local community is and what you can do and the part you can play to bring happiness and a bit of cheer. That's why even in the pandemic, David, yeah. it was the same thing. I felt the same responsibility at Middlesbrough when I was at Middlesbrough. In the pandemic, I wanted to put smiles on faces, make them happy, and because there's not a lot else going on at that time. So, you know, I hope that, I think football clubs and footballers still do that around the country. Uh, and I think it's an important thing to, to actually um, to do at this time of year. It's huge, isn't it? And as you say, it's that privilege of being invited and of being able to go in and help and do a little bit, exactly as you're saying. And the good thing is, as well, providing that much-needed perspective of what goes on in people's lives with regards to what football is, which then meant possibly that there was a freedom going into the next football match, knowing that, in the grand scheme of things, um, going into the next game was was kind of paling into insignificance, given what we'd seen with these young kids in the hospitals. I think you anyway, used to right? go home after after being in after going to the hospitals. Yeah, uh, and these the, you used to go home, and I think everybody you value your your own family yeah. 
so much more when you see them and you see them healthy and fit and enjoying Christmas and you think back to where you've just been. And I think it just gives you more, um, more you realize more about how important a part you have to play. And, yeah. and you realize how a lot of people suffer at this time of year. And if we can just make them smile or make them happy for a few minutes, it's worth yeah. it's worth more than any money can you know you can't buy anything like that. You're absolutely right. It goes back to the old adage, doesn't it? The most important of the unimportant things. That's exactly what football is. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be back in just a second. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, welcome back to the Die for Three Points podcast. And the great thing is with this podcast and our little breaks in between means that myself and Neil can really get stuck into the settings on our computers to make sure that we can actually A, hear each other and B, see each other. Neil, can you see me and hear me? Are we are we back up and running? Yes, I can see you, Dave. Not a, not a pretty sight, son, but I can, I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> Always keeps me on my toes. I did have, I I did have a jumper. I did, I did have a jumper like yours. Uh, at QPR, they give me a Christmas jumper. This and looks I wore like QPR it, colours. It, it was just so tight. And I, I wore yeah. it for about a year, but I couldn't get away with it when I put a bit of weight on, I'm afraid. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to get another one. I've, I've, I've been in that position since retiring. The amount of clothes that have been slung or gone to the charity shop is, is frightening. <laughs> right, we're talking about the Christmas period in football. Now, the great thing is, looking at the, that last round of games in the championship, you are looking out for that one player that maybe is a booking away from not doing anything on Boxing Day, maybe is a red card away from not doing anything on Boxing Day. Now, I'm trying to think in my career whether there was a serial um, Christmas misser uh, with regards to what Boxing Day was. Anybody spring in your mind that might yeah. have timed it to perfection? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember who it was, Dave. We definitely had one at Sheffield. I, I know we lost a player, and it was, and I didn't realise at the time, but we lost two years on the trot. He wasn't available for Boxing Day, and the twenty eighth, uh, they had two two games missing. So it, it was a, or they'd get sent off and have three games. You, you, yeah, something was going off. You knew that, but you couldn't say anything. So I'm I'm sure it happens. I mean, I had one. Last, Throw the ball down in disgust. Didn't get booked. Kicked it away. Didn't get, didn't get booked. <laughs> and then he ended up. I don't know what else he. You know, he just threw some, and then he then he got booked and he missed the game. 
Uh, everybody does thing. that. You, you can't tell me man- managers don't do it now. That I'm, I'm sure there's a strategic one here and that. And and the, I mean, and the thing is now, and uh, with regards to how it's done nowadays, you can get booked for the most innocuous things. So you can't really tell what's kind of premeditated and what's just unfortunate, can you? I mean, from from the players' point of view, I always really enjoyed this period of time because it was. I mean, it changes, obviously, and you've alluded to it, Neil, as you get older and, and you have a family and, and there's older relatives and you want to make sure that you see everyone at such a very, very special time. But did you, did you you know, when you got the lads in, either on Christmas Eve or later on on Christmas Day or going into Boxing Day, do you, did you get a sense of giddiness with regards to what these players were like at Christmas? Was was that a part of it? Yeah, I, th- I think I, I will like you, really. I think it's such a great part. In our, we've got... The best league, I think, our, our Premier League and our, you know, and our Championship. When you look at the crowd, Division One, you look at the crowds that we're getting at the moment, and I think Christmas is really important. Um, we always used to want to be if you're top of the league at Christmas, you're not far away, yeah. and and I think then if you're chasing in the pack, you want to try and get near to the near to the playoffs, uh, so that you know you've got a chance of getting in the playoffs. Likewise, at the bottom, you don't really want to be in the bottom three. Um, but you know there's a lot of games to come. So I think yeah. the dressing room spirit is vital. And when I always, I mean, that's what I miss really. That I miss going in the dressing room, having a, you know, especially like when you say Christmas, yeah. you know, you, when you're going, you know what it's like. You're going training after Christmas. Some of the gear that the lads have got on, I mean, it's my, <laughs> it's ideal for me, for my comedy platform. And, you know, I always picked on somebody about what's your grandma wearing? You know, and uh, did she give you that? Did she pass you that down, you know, as a Christmas present? So, some of the gear. But the lads take it. It's really good good fun, isn't it, that? And, and yeah. I'm sure behind me back, behind me back, the lads took the mickey out of me, some at Cruel. So, uh, you know, you, you, well, it, I think it's part and parcel. You've, you've spoken about it on the podcast before. Uh, away from Christmas, the importance of a player and his family and, and how you interact with that player and some might need different ways of being loved or motivated or, or pushed on and it seems did did Christmas bring that into into sharper focus or was that just Neil Warnock's approach over the course of a season day in day out make the players feel as happy as possible I just, I just think it, it was my it, that was my approach day in day out but I think Christmas mm. time you you just don't know your, your physios are important your masseurs are important not just for what they do with the players but also mm. for listening listening yeah at what problems the players have got, at what about the family, any of the family not very good, any of the children not very good. A single lad might be there, you know, the lads who are in digs. Um, or the know, lads so, from other countries as well. Yeah, so there were mm. so many little things and, and that's why your staff play such an important part. And at this time of the of the year as well, um, you know, you've got to have humour. I always said to the players all through the year, not just at Christmas, your family comes first. Any problems, yeah. off you go. I'm not bothered whether it's my best player uh, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm gutted that they're not playing. But off you go, look after your family. And the, and I think they give you that. I think they I think they respect you more for being yeah. like that than, than being in, you know, you've got to be in there six, seven, eight hours. Uh, you, you don't have to be in there seven or eight hours. A lot of, you know, when you get to Christmas, Dave, you're not going to get any fitter. You're not going to get any fitter. I always thought if my lads have a good pre-season and they get to Christmas, 
training after Christmas, they're not going to get any fitter then. So now it's yeah. all, I think it's between now and the end of the season, I think it's psychological now. A lot of the game now, these players that have probably never been at the top of the league or not expected to be at the top of the league. So, you know, how do we, you know, how do we take the pressure off them now? Yeah. How do we, how do we, you know, try and get a little bit more out of one or two lads that, and I, I spent more time, Dave, with the, with me lads who weren't in my team. The lads who yeah. were on the bench who had left out because I knew if I were going to be successful, them lads were going to be in my team before the, before long. So I always worked harder, even on the training ground. I'd have a, I'd have more mm. of a chats with players who weren't in the team because I knew that when they spoke to the manager and he give us a lift, I knew they yeah. knew that I'm waiting for them. They want their opportunity. They can't wait. And, and so it was a... It's one of them things I always I made an, an effort to speak to them players that weren't in the team. Can I just apologise, Dave, for me shiny face and ready? I've, I've never seen <laughs> the sunshine come out as much when I'm doing a podcast uh, well, well, before. Well, what's, 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 the, what's the saying? The sun shines on the righteous. Is that what we're saying? You're, you're right. I always bring a little bit of sunshine to people's lives. <laughs> bring me sunshine. In your smile. <laughs> I'm surprised you even remember that. Before your time, I used to watch the programme. Well, that, I mean, that, 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 well, that's, that was a Christmas staple, wasn't it? Year on year. That, I'm, I'm sure that was the, the Morecambe and Wise show was the most watched traditional show at Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was simple, simple humour, really. So, that, so let's, 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 let's just knit this together. So Lionel Messi got his wish around Christmas time. We're heading into Christmas and into the new year. What's... What's on your list? What what what's what's going to float Neil Warnock's boat at Christmas I'm, I'm and beyond? I'm looking forward now to, to the, mm. on the Premier League side. It'll be really interesting to see how far Arsenal can hold Man City off. Uh, yep. I still think you know, Man City will win it, but hey, who's to say? You know, I never envisaged Leicester City winning it many many years ago. Mm. So you know, it'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to finish in the top six. Um. And then you've got the battle at the bottom. Um, you know, very, close, I mean, very close. Very close to call very, that one. Very, very close. So it, it's one of those things that I think there's so much. Um, I mean, I mean I, I'll have to put my glasses on there, but when I look at the bottom <laughs> and you've got, you know, Wolves, Southampton, Everton, uh, Nottingham Forest. I don't, I don't think Forest will get out of that, mate, personally. Whether no. they sign 50 players. No, uh, they might <laughs> well, I mean, they're not far from there. signing fifty with twenty-five so far. Uh, I know, I know. So I think the bottom three will be very close. I, it'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Frank Lampard copes with Everton yes. once again not doing as well as they were imagine. Um, West Ham David's had a, a couple of hiccups and they've not done as uh-huh, well yeah. as expectations. So can he turn it round? Can the can the Leeds guy who makes me laugh when I see his press interviews? No disrespect to him, but I, no, I do no, no. laugh at his you know his terminology. When you're American, I think it's so funny. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> you know, and and then Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, you know, wow, new owners. So I, I think it's the, that that's the that's the down the bottom end one. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. I think it's between them seven. Me, uh, I, I don't Proper I don't fight, envisage though, Leicester. Villa, Palace, Brentford. I mean, Brentford, they're not that far away, are they? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brentford, when you look at the points, 
So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, just what develops in that in that respect, I think. Uh, so a lot of... Ch- and then you look on the championship. You've got <laughs> Burnley who, who look head and shoulders above anybody else. Yeah, they're superb, um, aren't they? But, but Paul Eckingbottom doing a fabulous job at my club, Sheffield United. Uh, I mean, they won the other night, unfortunate, but that's what you like when you... When you get promotion, you, need that bit of luck. you get these. Mm. You get these lucky ones. Well, he said, "Look, but they put their bodies where them. You know, they all fought for each other." Yeah. And I thought it was. A, they've had a lot of injuries, uh, and they've got some good ingredients in that dressing room. Uh, I did smile, by the way, when Billy Sharp got booked because um, he misses the <laughs> Boxing Day game. <laughs> well, they, so, so, so there we go. That's, that's the play we were talking yeah. about, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think he. I think he does anyway. Um, but yeah, the vets can come after, forward and making sure he sorts his Christmas out. Yeah, but but after that, I think when you look at that league, anybody could go up, anybody yeah. could go down. I think I think my old club, I keep pushing Middlesbrough. I think I think Carrick's yeah. done a really good job, and I think he will get better now because I think they'll yeah. buy a, they'll get a good striker. Listen, um, I should have bought Kiefer Moore, one of my first winders, but trying to get it through the door was impossible. I could never get anything done on that, on, on getting a striker in. But if we'd have had Kiefer more than years before, you know, I, I don't. I think the problems would have just gone out, gone away. Um, and now they've got to get another striker. Like you know, they've got to get another good striker. I think, and that's all that's the missing, really. I think that um, that's you know, the, 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 I think the squad itself and the, the ground, they're all ready for mm. you know for for going up. And uh, I had to laugh as the. Uh, Director of football or whatever you call, you know, he's saying that it's his team now at last. Now that Wilder and Warnock's gone, well, I wish it, it's nice to know that he had no involvement. Uh, yeah. I wish he had to know involvement yeah. when I were there, but it's you cover. I suppose you cover your own back. Football, don't you? Yeah, and and down below, you know, not only are we looking at the relegation, but you look at the Division One Plymouth Argyle here. You know, they've done absolutely brilliant. Plymouth Argyle, the top of the league at Christmas, and um, and then below them you've got Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich, who you know wages wise must be you know five times what Plymouth are on. So yeah. great achievement by by Stephen Schumacher and his lads. A really well run club from top to bottom, full houses nearly every game now. So I, I'm you know I do enjoy going down there, and I, I do hope they can go up. I want them to go up automatic, That's David. Proper place, isn't it? So, so, yeah. So, so that they don't, so they don't take my glory away from my playoff win when I was at Plymouth. The... <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. I said That's, to Stephen, that's make the, sure be- you... the best way to yeah. do it. Yeah, make sure you go straight up, will you, Stephen? Please, if you don't mind. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm the, sure the, he'll the not playoff mind. glory is all yours, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, that's. <laughs> That seems like a nice way to knit this all together, of course. That's all for the Die for Three Points podcast in 2022. We'll be back with some very special episodes in 2023 for myself. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, of course, this year we're going to get our first King's speech around Christmas time. But I think the final words should be for the king of this particular podcast, the Die for Three Points podcast. That's Neil Warnock. Neil, over to you. Well, I just, I just want to wish, I hope everybody's enjoyed our podcast. I have enjoyed doing them. Like I say, I try and make people uh, laugh. Even my Twitter account, I mean, some of my things, I never thought Blowing I'd up. on Twitter. But I, I appreciate people watching them. And uh, uh, and I just hope, if I got a one wish, it would be good health and happiness at Christmas. 
don't forget to look after your family but if there's anybody that you know hasn't got family it's just as important just a phone call just to you know just have a quick chat and whatever you have a look around and let's make it a lovely christmas for everybody and uh, look forward to talking to you in the new year amen to that neil take care of yourself Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.